sorry, it's more a supporting comment. I hope. <laughs> so, um, when you talk about the breadth of the sources, I think it highlights the need to um, to log the search strategies if you're doing lots of different kinds of searches. I don't know if that comes up as an issue when you're working with vets. I'm a librarian myself. I have to declare an interest, but. Um, so kind of having having a good strategy for logging all your different search techniques so it is repeatable. So we talk about being having not a systematic approach, but taking a sorry, not doing a systematic review, but taking a systematic approach to your to the, the searching if you could use all these different techniques is really really valuable. Sorry, one of the things that, that we had had talked about was um, quite often when we're advising people to save their search. In the comment field, you can just write the date that you've done that search so that you know when, when you carried out that search, how many results you got at that time, so that when you repeat the search, you know the last time you did it was six months ago or two months ago or whatever. But um, a lot of databases that ha allow you to save your searches allow you to add comments. I totally agree. And um, the best practice... Uh, you know, for when you, if you're publishing these in veterinary evidence or in best bets, then there are now the, the standards for reporting a search strategy. And um, it's going to be absolutely vital that we do that, partly because they're meant to be reproducible, aren't they? So you need to put the, record the date that you've done them and the search terms you've used and the way you've combined them so that others could potentially build on them in the future. But yes, I couldn't agree more. My question is twofold. Number one is, do you think there's an educational component for researchers on um, titles and keywords, um, given that their research is often uh, indexed in human databases and uh, a way for it to be found more easily in the veterinary world? And then from the other side of things, students, um, are the, do you have any tips for teaching them that same concept that they're looking in human databases for veterinary information, so how to look more broadly. For instance, last week I, had, I learned that PubMed automatically turned maps beef to red meat, um, which makes total sense in the human world, but not from the student's viewpoint. It's, it's, it would be so nice if you could just rerun your cabbie search in Medline, but all these things come up, don't they, big time. So yes, we do have to educate students uh, and researchers, uh, I guess. You, you mean when researchers are publishing to include relevant keywords, or is that what you were thinking? I wonder if there are some... I'm just wondering if there are some broad uh, tips we can give them to make it more discoverable in human yeah. databases. We'll put keywords in the titles and abstracts would be one. I mean, sexy titles are great. <laughs> you'll see, librarians' papers often have... You'll see that they've basically stuffed their title of their paper with relevant terms because they have in mind exactly what you're talking about. They want people to find them. But if we call it something funny, uh, yes, that does affect its, its retrievable nature. Yeah. I was going to um, say as well that sometimes it's what the databases do that can be confusing. So Web of Science... Um, if you look at a Web of Science article, it gives you keywords, but it also gives you keywords plus. And keywords plus in Web of Science are generated by Web of Science trawling through the references that the author has cited and pulling out um, keywords from there. So that's why sometimes if you're searching 
in, a, in web of science for articles on, for example, the welfare of calves during transport. You'll pull up articles that are about the welfare of deer during transport because the author has cited that that article about the welfare of calves, and it then has calves as a as a keyword plus. Um, I think one of the ones that one of my colleagues noticed in medicine was, the, was a, an article about apoptosis, and the keyword plus was death, which we thought was slightly <laughs> slightly broader. But anyway. Very good. Okay. Any more questions? Um, I'm not a veterinarian or a librarian. I'm an archivist, but I. I wondered what the etiquette is um, with your last point about if you can't find the full text, contacting the author. And I mean, is that the done thing? I don't know. Well, that was going to be my question stroke comment. Is, um, actually, a brilliant resource is ResearchGate. And I don't know, but I work in private practice where not very many clinicians have access to even RCVS knowledge. I know they should have. But they always ask me for papers, and I always just tell them to register with ResearchGate, where you can, if you're an, a, a researcher, you can have your own page where you, you're not technically supposed to put full text papers up if they're copyrighted with the journals, but you can put links of all the abstracts, and then you just click a button that will send an email to the author asking for their paper. So you can just send PDF files, and it's brilliant. It's a really good resource. ResearchGate will come out through a Google search. So, um, yeah, that's the beauty of finding articles through Google. In answer to your question, um, we know anecdotally that uh, an awful lot of academic staff might be using that approach to get full-text articles, but we also know anecdotally that they don't want thousands of emails from students asking for their full-text of articles. So, it, yeah, it's worth, it's worth a try, isn't it? <laughs> I have a comment on that. I work at an academic institution, and a lot of our researchers go to requesting articles rather than requesting them through interlibrary loan. The downside of that is then it doesn't show up as a use statistic for our institution. And we provide interlibrary loan to a lot of other institutions elsewhere in the world. So the downside of that is it shows lower usage of veterinary journals in general. Um, so that would be my one encouragement to go to interlibrary loan is then it's tracked through the entire worldwide library system versus asking the author. Uh, you, don't, you should not have to pay for interlibrary loan. Different, different countries, different approaches and, and things. Right. Um, if it's a public library or um, if you're associated with an institution. But public library would be great. Thank you.